So you're drinking? I am drinking. I have just cracked open a, well, slightly out of date, but nice nevertheless, uh, Peroni. Ooh. And I'm, I'm looking at the back of it. Good Lord, that's a fierce big boy beer. 5.1% by volume. <laughs> so I'm drinking. This is the first time actually I'm drinking during a podcast any kind of alcoholic beverage, though I feel it's a trope. Uh, this is the first time I've actually partaken. And I have a Sainsbury's Pilsner Lager brewed in Prague. So it's a Czech lager. And it's very good. Excellent. Very nice. Well, I, I dare say it should all be very jolly tonight if we're mm-hmm. we're full of uh, excellent lager beer. Right, so, uh, well, should we get going? Should we start with the usual suspects? What are you writing yeah, let, with and on? Let's kick this off. So, at the minute, I've been using my Blackwing 54, sent to me very kindly by yours truly. Uh, sorry, by you. That's not what that means. Um, you sent me a Blackwing 54 and some Field Notes Coastal. I've been using those judiciously, and they are wonderful. Uh, the 54, really nice core on it. Um, again, the pink isn't really my first pick, but the imprint's lovely and the pencil itself writes really nicely. Uh, the Field Notes Coastal is gorgeous. I'm using the East Coast version and it's marvellous. It's really, really nice to write in. Uh, the grid is really cool. It sort of starts blue and turns green. Um, yeah, I'm loving them both. They're both really, really nice and I like having them in my pockets. Did you see that um, amazing tweet from Cult Pens? I did not, no. They um they got a big map of the states um up on a up on a board and they actually matched the notebooks up each side of it so so that the coast actually ran along the coast wow, on the map. That's so very, cool. very cool piece of guerrilla marketing was excellent. I have to find okay, that cult pens? Yep. Yeah, they tweeted it, yeah. I will have to locate that for show notes at the very least. That's awesome. Oh. So you're drinking a Peroni? I'm drinking a Peroni, and I'm uh, we're, we're quite similar, actually. I'm just transitioning at the moment. I'm just finishing off my Dapanotes Bark and Rye, um, which I've been, unusually for me, I've been using this um, as the maker intended. Um, Enon makes his books, um, he calls it agnostic. So you can start from either, either end, if you like. Yeah. And so I, I actually have started from either end. Um, oh. and so I'm nearly finished now and I'm kind of, kind of on the middle page where the stitching is. Um, hmm. cause I've come so from both ends. Uh, I think the term is staple day, but not if you started from the back and the front at the same time. And not if there's no staples. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> this is sewn in with thread because I was about to say staple day until it occurred to me that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Saddle um, stitched. That's well, saddle stitched is actually stapled. Go for it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a saddle-stitched no. uh, notebook is stapled. Oh, uh, well, there we go. Half a check, Pilsner, and I'm away with the guys. <laughs> don't, don't worry. It's uh, it's mystified me for a year, and I could still be wrong. There might be hundreds of people <laughs> listening to this podcast right now, spitting their beer, going, yeah, just screaming. What is the idiot on about again? Um, and I'm actually writing with the same pencil, uh, the Blackwing 54, although I am now in that bit um, between Steinbeck and Stubb. Okay, so yeah, you're you're well into the Steinbeck uh, bracket, and now you're yeah. approaching stub status. Yeah, and this uh, for me, this is when pencils they tend to wear down faster. I don't know whether it's because I deliberately push a bit harder. Um, I think there's whether, a subconscious element there. Yeah, yeah, you know, because you know, I'm ready to move on now. Because thanks to uh, you, I have mm-hmm. now got an even larger stock of uh, 
individual pencils that I need to go through. And that's discounting the 10,000 or so that I've got in stock at Nero's Notes. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any Chinese pencils in stock, I'll tell you that much. That's that's for sure. And I dare say getting a hold of them will be the devil's own work. Uh, so yeah. I'm kind of hoping that they're not desperately amazing or else I'll have to go on an odyssey to try and find a supplier. Well, I know a lovely market in uh, Chongqing that you can get them from, but it's a bit of a trip. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, w- I wasn't planning on going myself. I was hoping some, <laughs> someone might send them to me. <laughs> I mean, it is worth the trip. It was a lovely place. But um, again, uh, if you're talking air miles on postage, it's a little further than Europe. For sure. For sure. So uh, I said I was transitioning. I'm going into a white lines notebook, uh, one of the old mm. school white lines. So the new white lines, they link in with an app. Um, this one doesn't do that, but it's the gray paper with the white lines. Yeah. No, I've used a couple. Um, and I, I got that out for the London Stationery Show, so I knew I would need uh, a fresh book because there'd be a lot yeah. of notes to be taken, uh, as indeed there were. Good stuff. Now, uh, watching and listening. What are you watching or listening to? So I'm still listening to Earthcore, which is that book by Scott Sigler. So I'm still on my Audible subscription for that bad boy. Um, still really good. Loving it. Uh, li- watching Parks and Rec, which is a TV show. So I got Amazon Prime uh, on the, what is it, seven ninety nine a month or something rolling mm-hmm. membership. So I signed myself up for that. And since resisted the urge to buy multiple things of Prime membership that I don't need, but just because of the novelty of having them arrive the next day. But um I'm using it mostly for the TV, to be honest. And Parks and Rec is great. So, enjoying that. And another one, a YouTube channel, actually, that I've been switched on to recently by a lecturer colleague of mine. Um, Two Minute Papers, which is like, you know those really, really hard to read academic journal papers? Mm-hmm. It's basically those diluted into like a two and a half minute, two minute video. Um, but it covers some amazing, amazing stuff, like deep learning and neural networks and uh, AI and crazy visual recognition camera systems and all this stuff. Um, really, really cool sci-fi stuff, but uh, even a, a derp like me can understand it. So they're doing something with their dumbing down, but it's very interesting. Cool. Well, what we need is a two-minute paper on Bitcoin. Yeah, blockchain. You put blockchain on anything? We could do an episode called blockchain and we get subscribers for it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just one of those buzzwords. If you could call it, if you could call it, eco-sustainable blockchain, then probably yeah, the entire yeah. world would listen. So I had a beer. I haven't drunk it yet. It's in the fridge downstairs. Um, because we're kind of like a techie space, there's a lot of techie people. And at one of the events, someone brought a beer that utilized blockchain technology to show you where the ingredients came from. That is it is not often that I'm speechless, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so I have it. I'll, if I can find it, I'll take a picture of it because it is a blockchain beer with a QR code on it. Um, so, yeah, nerds ahoy. <laughs> uh, okay. So what am I? Okay, I'm still listening to American Gods, um, but I've got to say I'm I'm pretty close to the end now. Good stuff. Um, when I when I took my uh, AirPods out uh, this evening before, uh, as I sort of got home from the end of my commute. I was quite tempted to go around the block once or twice and, and maybe finish it off. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? It's, it's all coming to a bit of a crescendo and uh, yep. all sorts of gods are, uh, well, you know, getting their gods on. Uh, so, so there's yeah, a, I'm enjoying that. There's a Amazon Prime series 
of the book that I'm going to start soon as well. All right, okay. So there's a TV show of the book as well. So I don't know how it'll hold up because the book was excellent and the book, as you know, is the full cast. So it's mm. it's like a radio drama play type thing. So it's really good. So the TV show has to live up to some serious chops to be in with a chance of being decent. Yeah, I think I'll send you ahead on that one. And uh, uh, if you come back with good reports, then I may risk it. But I know that uh, that Mags would, her eyes would roll up in her head at the very the very title of the thing let alone she fantasy stuff just no uh she thinks harry potter is nonsense witchcraft there you go i mean i i don't know how it happens really but there you go um and podcasts yep my usual my usual gang of podcasts um i'm i'm kind of up to date in balance feeling good about those um and actually i will refer to a couple of them a little bit later on i think Hmm, all right so drinking we've covered um there's quite a lot of beer going on Mm -hmm. which is nice Um, it's a nice change and uh i feel like we'll do it again in our in our live episode whenever that comes up Uh, indeed yeah we can god there's lots of things that we're setting up here little teasers clickbait (laughs) um right okay so the next next segment parish notices already so uh we've had some more correspondence no, no, seriously, oh, we have. I'm not making this up. Uh, this is from, I'm going to butcher this name, so my apologies in advance, but it's Lakhan M., uh, who's a London-based fellow, um, who I've now sent two replies to, because the first one seemed to have got lost, which is a little bit oh, unfortunate. That's a shame. But we got another one out to him today, so that will be with him tomorrow. Uh, and he wrote a really nice letter, um, and he, he listens to us while he's doing his maths work. So I'm guessing he's either uh, an evil genius plotting the overthrow of the world um, with mathematics or perhaps a student. Or an accountant, who knows? Yeah, it could be that too. Um, <laughs> and that's reminding me, that's something that I'd, we have to investigate at some point, is why uh, on one side of the pond you study math and on the other side you study maths. Or mathematics. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody says that though, do they? Well. Depends on your disposition. But why do we have an S and the Americans don't have an S? Well, the Answers Americans a have a real thing about use. So, could you sound any more Northern Irish there? A real thing about use. <laughs> use <Yes. laughs> and Zs or Zs. Zs and so Zs. Uh, no, we're getting into the whole um, two two great nations divided by a common language. <laughs> Um, and the other bit of feedback we had, I've, um, I've sent that on to you on one of the social, uh, social media platform channel things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll have to check your phone. Oh, um, yeah, and it, it's from Raymond, um, who's a Scots friend of mine, resident in Ireland, um, who is tickled every time we talk about the jobby job, um, because of the Scottish <laughs> connotation of that particular phrase. Um, and he's found some some Malaysian peanut butter that we suspect is not going to do well in Scotland. Huh. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you catch up with that in your own yeah. time. <laughs> um, and yeah, the other one I wanted to mention was uh, the the gift that I received this very morning from your good self. Um, good, I'm glad it arrived. Fantastic package. Brilliant. Um, ladies and gentlemen, who knew? Bic pens with a Star Wars theme. I'm not making that up. <laughs> Have a look at my Instagram and you will see them there. Um, 
And yeah, those notebooks as well, obviously sort of, I immediately dive into the notebooks and having a yeah. look where they're from and what they're made of. And uh, really nice, really nice gear. Uh, yeah, it's all from the uh, the bookshop on campus. So good stuff. Fantastic. Well, no, thank you for that. That's excellent. I will be spending no, some time with that tomorrow. Um, although tomorrow is a very short working day at uh, Nero's Notes because uh, it's my birthday. Oh, well, that was well-timed then, wasn't it? <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday absolutely. in advance. Yes, thank you very much. So I shall be uh, slinking off for lunch um, and, uh, well, I won't be returning thereafter. Excellent, as it should be. Um, and I'm being taken out by my mum and my wife. How good is Lovely. that? Lovely. Yeah, there's a few things I think we wanted to just sort of plug. Um, obviously, it would be amazing if you could give us an iTunes review because it really helps us build the show and build our viewership and let people know that we're not total trash you know we do actually talk about relatively interesting things sometimes when does that happen i don't know i haven't found any yet but i I promise there's going to be some before episode 50 okay that's what i've been told anyway uh so yeah you can leave us a review on itunes that would be super helpful uh and what else the audible so we both now listen to audible and we're going to do our pluggy plug if you will for audible memberships because you can get a free book if you sign up for the membership with our link, which is in the show notes. And if you do that, you get one free book. You can cancel as soon as you get the book. But in doing that, you earn us a little bit of moolah, a little bit of money. And that money will cover us for basically about a month's hosting with Simplecast. Isn't that about right? Yeah, I think that's about accurate, yeah. So, you know, cost you nothing. We want to give you a free book. And in doing so, you'll let us keep another episode up. In fact, one month is four episodes, ballpark. So really, it's pretty good money value for money. Can't argue with that. And then I think the last one, and we can we can tease this as much as you want or as little as you want, um, but there may be some travel involved for yourself in the coming week. And we may well have a, a live show in Belfast. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm booked. Uh, the wife is booked. We're on our way. Uh, we've got a hotel, and we're going to um, what, Belfast Fair City for um, oh, I think three nights. Is it three mm-hmm. nights? Three nights. The weekend nights. and end of the the bank holiday Monday. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to. That. I've never been to Belfast, um, and uh, apart from you, I also hear great things from everybody. It's a really happening town. And, there's a lot going on, a lot to see. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I really love looking it. I mean, it. I lived in it for 20 years or in and around it for 20 years, then lived in England for five uh, because I wanted to get away and I wanted to do the sort of spread my wings thing. And honestly, I wouldn't live anywhere else now. I love it. There's so much happening. There's so many wonderful people. And, you know, you can still travel. You can still see the world. But it's nice to have a little, little home base somewhere. And for me, that's Northern Ireland and Belfast. Yeah, fantastic. No, I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously, uh, hooking up with uh, with you and Meg means that I'll have some some local knowledge to guide me straight and make sure I go to the right places, do the right thing. I don't know about knowledge, but we can certainly say some stuff. And uh, yeah, and presumably we'll find somewhere to sit down and uh, talk nonsense face to face. Yeah, one live episode. There are no tickets being sold, so all tickets are gone. None. There wasn't any sold, and there's not going to be. Uh, so... We will be in person. To you, it may sound identical, but to us, it will have special meaning. 
Well, indeed. I mean, some listeners may not know, but uh, you and I have never, ever met. Not in person, no. We uh, Did we video chat? I don't even think we video chatted. No, I think, I think uh, no, we didn't. Uh, I think we thought about it and then uh, it just worked out easier with, to pick up the phone. Yeah. So we've, we've chatted, you know, fairly frequently for, oh, about a year and a bit. Since basically since you started uh, Pocket Notebooks. Mm-hmm. So we've been chatting for a long time, but yes, this will be our first proper in, in-person in meeting and I'm very much looking forward to it. So am I. I mean, it, it could go either way, of course. It could be the last episode. <laughs> yeah. You it know could, what they say, stop at 15. It, it could end up with a, you know, a fist fight live on a <laughs> podcast. I wonder how many times yeah, that's yeah. happened. It's a 45-minute episode, but at the 14-minute mark, it just descends into punching noises and then just tails <laughs> off after that. Who knows? Who knows? And, and that's just the wives. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're standing by awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. No, I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, you and I have to, to put our heads together and do some planning and find out um, when we're yeah. going to hook up. Because I will need to, to start thinking about what to do. I guess we should go and see the Titanic exhibition. It's supposed to be awesome. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. I will, we'll sit down after this and we can write a list. Yeah, fantastic. On some great. notebooks with some pencils. Yes, absolutely. There'll be, there'll be quite a lot of that going on, I'm <laughs> certain. Right. So, meet, let's meet get on the to the time. main event. What are we talking about this evening, TJ? So, as you will have seen from the episode title, this episode is all about exhibitionism. I had no idea you were into that sort of thing. <laughs> and it is absolute clickbait. Uh, we wanted a fun title. It's actually about exhibits. And not the popular 90s rapper exhibit. Uh, we are not going to give it to you x gonna give it to you um this isn't pimp my ride uh but we are going to talk about stationary shows and the like and the exhibits therein you you may have to put subtitles for those last couple of minutes uh old folks are completely yeah. lost i've no idea what i was speaking about. millennial don't worry it's i'll subtitle myself you can't subtitle the podcast i'll put it in the show notes i guess overtitle that's what one does at the opera old boy <laughs> Okay, So, um, yeah, I, I, this came up, I suppose, because I've this week been to the London Stationery Show. Um, and even more excitingly, uh, the week before, um, I was doing some jobby job, there you are, Raymond, training uh, for the International Compliance Association, which I'm sure everybody mm. will want to hear about. No? <laughs> okay. Do, do you um, not have a, an ICA? podcast you can start <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that it would necessarily attract much of an audience and if it did you'd probably want to avoid those people socially um, <laughs> although in fairness I have to say I, I did have a good time at the ICA um, and there was there was a fair amount of wine drunk which you know these these compliance guys they're a little bit wild you know don't let those grey suits fool you. Um, but no, uh, what I wanted to talk about was the London Stationery Show, which I went to uh, yesterday. So it's you know completely fresh in the mind. Excellent. Um, and obviously, kind of fits in with a podcast about you know the analog. Yeah, I mean, I think it's in our territory. 
So how'd you find the whole thing? Was it terrible? Awful? Never go back? Uh, this was my second. I went to last year's oh, okay. show um, and was, you know, very much the, the new boy just wandering around. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I was, I was scared. I'm like, I don't lack confidence. You may have picked that up. Um, <laughs> but uh, this time I, I kind of felt a bit more of an old hand um, and I'd arranged to meet up with a couple of people. Um, who I knew were going to be going. Because essentially what it is, it's an industry show. So it's the um, the manufacturers and the wholesalers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they take, uh, I suppose, stands, if you like. Um, Exhibits, and then if you will. The buyers from stationary stores, whether they be online or, or uh, bricks and mortar, uh, come around and have a look and... There are some, you know, really big name brands, the sort of Leuchterms and um, Lamy and uh, Cabeco and these guys. Um, and there are some, you know, really small sort of one man, one woman bands just getting going in the business. Um, and the sort of the visitors, um, I think they've slightly opened the criteria. So um, the guys that... that blog a lot um mm-hmm. they get invited now as well so you have a few of those uh those guys wandering around which is brilliant because they are just dripping with enthusiasm these are people that you know put hours and hours into this pastime purely for the joy of it yeah um, and i think i think that's a great idea to bring those guys in um i i think at, there are one or two of them who can be um perhaps a little bit overly demanding and just wander around demanding free samples from everyone um <laughs> but most of them are you know really cool people with with great knowledge uh so yeah i was really looking forward to it this year um i had uh you know a few people sort of lined up that i wanted to see uh claire came up as well so uh nero's notes was left in the hands of the of the miniature schnauzer um and naturally <laughs> everything went much much better without any humans there to to yeah. interfere um and yeah, it was nice. It's, you know, it's a trip up to the big city. It's all very exciting. Um, and there's lots of people, you know, giving you free stuff, uh, which always goes well. Um, and I suppose for me, um, the way it's set out is on the main floor. It's at the um, London, uh, what do they call it? The London Business Centre or something? I can't remember. Um, graphic Graphic Design Centre or... It looks um, nice anyway. The photos look good. Yeah, um, it's uh, you got the big guys who are paying. I think you know pretty serious money. I think they're probably paying maybe five thousand pounds for a stand, um, and they they have you know very professional merchandising and uh, you know a lot of people on the stand available to talk because you you get buyers from people like W H Smith going to this. You know there there's some real corporate business done at these shows. Yeah, um, as well as little people like me wandering around. Um, and then upstairs, there's a sort of mezzanine level where, uh, they have, um, a sort of launch pad, I think they call it, where smaller, just getting going brands and companies can exhibit. Um, and you're probably speaking to the person responsible for the manufacturer, the marketing, you know, everything about everything. Yeah. Um, and I've got to say, I enjoy that upstairs section a lot more than I enjoy the downstairs section. Um, that's where you, you you bump into sort of kindred spirits, 
people who yeah. live and breathe the product who are fanatical about the the paper or the pens or you know whatever it is that they're doing um whereas downstairs you can come across you know some people are a bit jaded um who yeah this is their jobby job it, yeah. it's not necessarily their passion um and i wouldn't pick any brand in particular but there's a marked difference between speaking to some of the uh, the small firms and some of the really big ones. Yeah. Um, having said that, there are some people down in the, in the in the big firms who are sort of they're almost legends in the industry. If you if you mention say Tracy at Leuchtturm, everybody knows who you're talking about. She's effervescent, mm-hmm. um, really bouncy, energetic, fun. Um, and she's great, you know. She, to me, she's almost the opposite of the Leuchtturm brand because the Leuchtturm <laughs> brand, I find, you know, it's very German, very Teutonic yeah. and efficient. Um, it's it's like a sort of BMW of notebooks. Um, whereas Tracy is just full of fun and uh, just great to spend any time with, uh, and knows her products inside and out, which is yeah, that's always the I acid test. I think part of it as well is the motivation for being there. So the yeah. people downstairs are there because their bosses told them to be, whereas the yeah. people upstairs are there because they want to see all the all the other people that are upstairs. Yeah, you know they want to show off their products, they want to have chats, they want to meet people like yourself, and just you know get excited about stationery, get excited about notebooks, and overly passionate about pencils. It's just you know it's a thing that we do. Yeah, and it, I mean it's great. You, you you sort of start chatting to to one of the the storeholders, and and then you'll come by half an hour later, and he's gone. But the guy from the store next to him is, is sort of minding the shop for him so that he can grab a sandwich. And <laughs> it's, it's, you know, there's a, just yeah. a lovely esprit de corps up there where everybody's helping each other out. I mean, you know, give it five years, they might be tearing each other's eyes out as competitors. But um, <laughs> uh, in that early stage, it's just, just really good fun. And the energy and the passion that you get off it is just brilliant. Um, awesome. And yeah, I mean, one of our suppliers was up there, a guy called, uh, I know you've come across him, I think Justin, Justin Avery from yes. Back Pocket Co. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was invited to to show up there because he's doing some amazing things. He's got some great projects on the go, which I think yeah, are going to make a massive impact. Um, he's got some notebooks made from, from coffee cups. Uh, it's oh, wow. just so on message with the whole sustainability, recycling, yeah. um, you know, no plastics. It, right, fantastic. Uh, and uh, he's got got himself involved um, with an artist whose name escapes me. I think it's, I think it might be Draper, uh, Ray Draper, Ron Draper. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, who he's he's done art on coffee cups, so he tends to go to a to a coffee shop, uh, you know, one of the big brands, Costa or Starbucks, one of these yeah. guys. Um, and having drunk his coffee, he then draws onto the cup. And I mean, draws something spectacularly good. I've seen him, there's a great um, live Instagram where he gold foils part of the the image. Wow. Um, and then he leaves it there. That's the, that's his art. It's, you know, it's sort of Banksy in, in a disposable Ephemeral. way. Yeah. Um, wow. and he's That's doing amazing. some artwork on a series of, of notebooks for, for Justin. Uh, Justin's always been working on a series of spacey um, notebooks. He's, he's, his sort of his big line ones. is SpaceX, um, but he's got several more now adding on to that, including um, Northern Hemisphere Sky, uh, Southern Hemisphere Sky, 
sort of constellations and everything. It's just brilliant, 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 brilliant stuff. Um, and so talking to him, because I've, I've worked with him, uh, well, since I took over um, Pocket Numbers mm-hmm. over a year. And again, this was the first time we'd met. So that was really good fun. I really enjoyed that. Good. Um, no, he's a, he's a really lovely guy. I've spoken to him a couple of times, done a few videos for him. So there you go. good to uh, Australian. Hear that he's doing well. Who knew? Yeah. An Australian. In London, no less. Well, there you go, you see. Um, so he was a lot of fun, um, and it, it was great to catch up with him. And he gave me some really good tips because he'd had a, a good chance to hunt around on the first day. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he sort of sent me off in the right direction to see some some other people. Um, we found some amazing pencil stuff, which mm. um, you will, I think, be really into. Um some of it I think you will have seen before um, because I met one company who said, you know, we're brand new and I'm, I'm certain I saw them last year, but this was a yeah. representative company. So I think I saw the originator the year before um, and they've got themselves a distributor now, which is great. You know, that's fantastic for them. Um, but, you know, pencils that you plant, have you come across those? Yes, yes. So they got the seed and the, the, the end up. Yeah. And kind of just once you use them down, you stick them in the ground. Yeah, it's really smart. Yeah, and they've got a they've got a whole sort of range that, uh, if you excuse the pun, has grown from that. <laughs> Organically, um, no less. Yeah, I'm certain. Um, <laughs> which again, I think you know, it was it was so evident how strong the recyclable, sustainable message was. Um, I think it was, got to as well. Yeah. Stationery is that thing where it could be completely disposable and completely disruptive for the planet like let's cut down loads of trees and let's turn them into things that we use once and bin or let's lean into the whole recyclable and renewable and reuse and smarter solutions thing and really make better choices with how we make things instead of just making them at the you know to screw over the planet basically one of the marked contrasts was that you had uh, a lot of companies who were very much into that, um, as you've just described, you know, making sure that they knew what they were doing was sustainable, that it was certified sustainable, that it come from yeah. the right places. And there were a couple of companies that I felt so bad for because somehow or other they'd missed the memo and they turned up and you'd say, oh, okay, that looks really cool. That looks great. So where's it from? China. Okay, so is it sustainable? Um, don't know. Um, is there any sort of quality? Mark? Mm, don't know. And, yeah. and they were sort of the, the polar opposite of of the message that was was going down really well. And I just, you know, you just sort of saw buyers turning off, um, thinking, no, that's not going to fly. And a couple of, you know, a couple of these companies were were really nice products. But they had no real idea of where it come from, how it was made, the conditions of the uh, of the factories, and all of that stuff is important now. Yeah, absolutely. See, I often wonder how I haven't been to any of these events before, which is possibly a shock to some people. I want to, I want to go to them, but I, it just never came up. And you know, London is not inaccessible, but it's still time off work and a, and a flight for me, so it's not mm-hmm. something I can do lightly. I need to plan. Um, but I often wonder just how I would actually participate if I go to one of these events because I'm not, I don't really fall into the normal categories, you know, 
I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and a pencil pusher and a sort of stationary enthusiast and evangelist, but I don't make them yet, and I don't sell them yet, and I don't blog, really. I make videos. So it's this weird thing where there's no real pigeonhole for me to go into, and so there's no real reason for me to go other than to satisfy my own curiosity. So I often wonder what, not like I would enjoy it just for going, but I wonder what other people would think of it. Like, why are you here? What are you doing? You're just a weirdo that likes pencils too much. Yeah, I think it it is um, one of those things. I mean, I, I remember last year, several bloggers got in touch with me and asked if they could come along as as pocket notebooks people because they couldn't get in otherwise. Um, and I, I said, I think, I think that was because there'd maybe been a few people who'd been over aggressive with the, with the free sample stuff. Yeah. Um, as I say, this year they relaxed that a little bit. So there, there wasn't so much, but the, the bloggers go around, um, a, I think because they want to see direction of travel. Um, B, because yeah, they do want to get samples and they do say to the various, you know, the, the relevant vendors, you know, would you be able to send me some stuff? after the show and I can do a review and you know yeah do what bloggers do um and I think if it's done right it's okay um certainly with some of the bigger brands um you will see them sort of crowd controlling because that they maybe have five buyers who make up 80% of their business and those buyers are going to get the attention Yes, um, because I'm or, guessing if you're if you're you know uh, pluck a name from the air if you're Moleskine, uh, you you want to be talking to W. H. Smith, you want to be talking to Waterstone, you, you you don't want to be talking to a guy who does a fountain pen blog uh, yes. and miss out on one of those things, you know. So um, there is a balance to be struck um, between the sort of um, as you say stationary adjacent fandom um, and <laughs> you know there are some big serious guys. That's my new band, by the way. <laughs> I think it'll work. Uh, it's not prefab sprite, but hey, it's not bad. No, it's it's a stationary, but it's the the other one with an A. So it's stationary. I've forgotten already. Stationary. <laughs> stationary uh, adjacent fandom. Okay. You're Just writing that down. We're going to get it we- on a kick drum. Yeah, you just need to get another beer. We may we may need to work that one out again. Um, so yeah, I, I think you would you would enjoy it. Um, it it is it's also quite good fun to observe. I quite yeah. I quite like um, how the different brands work. I mean, uh, in the UK, uh, Claire Fontaine uh, Rodia, who you know that's two great brands, makes really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're managed by a firm called Exaclair, which I think they own. I think it's a subsidiary. Um, but it was fascinating to see the stuff they brought. Um, you know, from my point of view, I want to see the sexy notebooks. I want to see the Rodia stuff. Um, I want to see the various lines of pocket notebooks that that Claire Fontaine do. Um, and these guys turn up with a lot of school exercise books and and A4 folders. You know. Yeah. Um, and you think, wow. But then they know who's coming probably better than I do. Um, and so their focus is different. Whereas, uh, you know, for example, I, I love the Lamy stand. It's very, very uh, minimal. 
Um, it's, it's got that whole Teutonic feel about it, but it's very elegant. Yeah. It's lovely. It's great. Um, but they won't speak to me at all because I'm online only. So you know, they're, they're not interested in me as a vendor. Yeah. Uh, but you can still go and play with a pen. Um, but two stands down from them um, are Studio Pens, who are the representative of Coeco. Um, you know, and I am a customer. I do carry their stuff. Um, and the bit that you would like there is you get to make your own Coeco Sport. Hmm. So you get to assemble okay. the you know, the barrel and the nib and uh, the little. There's a the kind of press, like a cider press almost, that pushes in the uh, uh, what do you would the filial perhaps at the top of the pen. Um, oh, so that okay. that's a it's Very a great cool. little gimmick. You can make your own pen and mix and match your own colours. And uh, you know, Claire did that and, and took it home for her daughter. It was just over the moon. A pen made by her mum. Delighted. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, there, there is quite a lot of sort of good feel about it, and you, you get to meet um, other 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 fans. Um, you know, a couple of the guys that that I was hanging out with are my competitors. Um, I get on really well with um, Mary Wright and her husband Rob, who run uh, Spotlight Stationery, and they also now have a new site called I think it's called Stationery and Art, and they're direct competitors. You know, we're we're in the same business. We're looking at the same the same people to a, to a great extent. But you know, they're really nice people, and you know, they're not doing anything bad. I'm not doing anything bad. Um, it's great great fun to catch up with them. It's probably the only time in the year that we we get the opportunity. Um, That's nice. It's a nice way to do business rather than to be so aggressive and combative all the time. Yeah, I think um, I, I stole this one from Brad on the pen addicts. You know, a, a rising tide helps us all float higher. Um, yeah. you know, the, the analog business, the stationary business is on the rise. More and more people are interested, are exploring. Um, and from my point of view, obviously they're buying, which is great. Um, but it's because of the work that everybody's doing and it's because yeah, we have that sort of good feeling around that, uh, you know, if people come to me and ask me about stuff and, and they're not quite sure where to find it. If it's, it's something that a competitor carries, then I, you know, I, I point them towards the competitor because ultimately you want the customer to feel good about you um, and feel good about being able to get the product they want. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I always spend some time with Mishka from Bureau Direct, who are, you know, a brilliant company. And if you're looking for ink pens in this part of the world, they're fantastic. Um, the, the guys from Cult Pens were there. I didn't see them, unfortunately, but yeah, there's a, there's a load of really nice companies in this space, and this is probably the mm-hmm. only industry esque sort of event that that there's a chance we'll bump into each other. Um, so yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Um, I had lunch with uh, Rob from Personalized Stationery, um, and they make um, sort of the main businesses. He makes uh, you know if you wanted headed paper and invitations for a wedding and. Yeah, uh, that's what the family business is, and sort of when the press is shut down at night, Rob sneaks in and makes some notebooks. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's fantastic. It's really good. He's a really nice guy, um, and you know we're we're planning on doing some stuff together. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and then I, awesome. I, I met you, you like this Scribble Monobodu. <laughs> that's his pen name. Um, I don't know if you've come across Scribble, but he he runs. Um, he runs a group of bloggers called United Inkdom. Uh, yeah, these so guys we talked briefly about this. 
Yeah, Fountain Pen People. Um, and he's done reviews of, um, I'll get the number wrong, but hundreds of purple inks. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> Scribble is deep in this stuff. He really, 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 really goes down to the detail. And it's fantastic to sit with someone. Um, so I was having a pen dilemma, which I won't go into now because, you know, this isn't a pen show, but, um, I was talking about, mm, I'm thinking about this brand or that brand. And so with a flourish, Scribble pulled out his pen case, which was, you know, it's like a large attache case. Just wait one second, Mr. Bond, as he unfolds it and, uh, you know, pulls out a sample of each pen and different nibs. And yeah, there you go. You see, um, and somebody with that depth of knowledge is it's fascinating. I mean, I'll listen to you talk about pencils all day and I'll listen to him talk about ink pens all day. It's, uh, I, I'm fascinated by how people get into the nuance of it because expertise like that you can't buy. You, you know, if, if I wanted to know what pencils to use for what job, I would call you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice to have a, a pen guy that's the same. Um, and that's that's what I get out of, of things like the stationery show. Awesome! It's it's so nice to hear because I, I I've always wanted to go to a few of these shows, and I think I will make the effort now because even if I don't have a real role to play there, I want to just see it. You know, I want to be part of it. I want to come along and say, "Hey, I make little videos about pencils." And I okay, think well, here's the deal, TJ. TJ will. Keep keep a day free. I'll let you know which day. I don't know which day it is yet, but in February. Yeah. And we'll go to um, Frankfurt and we'll go to Paper World. <laughs> okay. Because um, that, um, I don't know if you've ever been to a, well, no, you just said you haven't. If, if you go to uh, a trade show at Frankfurt, um, there are acres and acres of space. These are massive, massive shows. And Paper World is enormous. You get, you know, you get uh, sent apps to to manage the maps because there are, you know, like four <laughs> conference halls the size of six football pitches each. Um, and just stand upon stand upon stand of everything paper related and everything that might be adjacent to paper. So then pencils, pens. Um, I haven't been. Um, I couldn't go this year. I was planning to go this year, but it clashed with something else that I was doing. So um, I'm, I'm planning to go to my first one next year. We can we can go and do a live show from Frankfurt. Okay. Yes, that is that is in the calendar now. It's official. It's canon. It's happening. There we go. You see, oh, we we've said it live, so both listeners will probably <laughs> remind us. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I. I I, I do think about this and I, I do think about going to these shows and I wonder, you know, this isn't my jobby job anymore. It's not what I do for money. Um, it is my passion project. It is the thing that I love doing that calms me down and gives me something to just, you know, focus my attention on to take your mind off work. Um, and and the people care about that. Like, I know that people that watch my videos enjoy my videos because they tell me so. But, you know, do companies really care if you're not in this professionally? You know, obviously you have a professional interest because you have a company that sells these products. Whereas, you know, my interest is personal, you know, it's it's curiosity, it's interest. And yes, I do make videos. Yes, I do sort of inform people. But because it's not on this kind of industrialized scale, is it worth people 
you know, outside of individual makers? Is it worth people knowing me? Do they care who I am, really? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think you, you do find, I mean, I did find um, a couple of um, vendors who I would ask questions that I don't think were, you know, incredibly deep, but, you know, sort of about paperweight, paper origin, um, how the pens, uh, how the paper might behave with different pens or pencils. Um, yeah. Sort of standard questions and, and people looking at me blankly. And I'm thinking, you, you've either been bussed in specifically for this event and you've got no idea what's going on. Um, uh, oh, that's a funny story. There was an Italian brand there. I won't name it. Um, <laughs> but um, they'd, they'd clearly got in. Uh, they'd, they'd gone trawling the streets of Florence and found themselves a devastatingly handsome Italian boy who was six foot four and a, a lantern jaw, designer stubble. Um, and it was quite amusing to see the roles reversed and, and watching the fairer sex um, sneaking looks under their eyebrows at him and walking into <laughs> lampposts as they kept walk, you know, kept their eye on him rather than where they were going. Um, but I, I went to have a chat to him about what he was selling and he did not have the first clue what he was selling. I had no idea at all. He was purely there for window dressing. Um, uh, but, a lifelike mannequin. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. And when you speak to some of those guys, and some of these were big companies and some of them were small companies where um, the maker turned out not to be a maker, but to be um, a sort of merchandising person who thought, okay, I'm going to pull together this, that, and the next thing. But they couldn't tell you where the paper came from. They couldn't tell you where the covers came from, what they were made of. Um, and then those companies, you know, from my point of view, I know that my customers are going to grill me. So if I can't get yeah. that information, those brands no are not going to work. Um, but then you go and speak to someone else. And again, it could be a really big company or it could be a small one. And, and you meet fellow, fellow fans who go, yeah, it's this type of paper and we've done this and we've done that. I mean, there's one brand that will be appearing very soon on, uh, Nero's notes shelves and it's called Dingbats. Um, Ding which is obviously a f familiar name. Um, it's a Lebanese company, um, four, four generations back. Um, they are, um, they were the original sort of Lebanese paper company. Um, and they started making some notebooks. Um, and they are beautiful, really, really wow. nice quality. Um, but again, you know, I saw lots of really nice quality notebooks, uh, yesterday, but it was the passion and the knowledge and the excitement that was coming off this guy, um, who was there with his grandfather. <laughs> you know, you, you, you've, got, yeah. you've got three generations of them there talking to you about this stuff and you know they've got relationships and all the things that i hate you know so distributors and all that stuff but it, it was lovely to see all of those people all on the stand together working together um and just really nice kit you're just looking at it going wow um and you know i'm I'm absolutely convinced that we'll be we'll be putting their stuff on the shelves because I think it's it's really nice. I think people will appreciate it. Um, it's it's high grade paper. It's it's up there with Rodia, and Rodia is pr pretty high on the the pecking order of paper. So, yep. um, that sort of thing. Awesome. That's what you come away remembering. That's the stuff you think. Oh wow, that was amazing. Those guys are cool. 
Um, yeah, it's the people. They, it's always the people rather than yeah. the stuff. The stuff is awesome, but it's the people you remember and the stories that they tell that kind of engage you. Because, you know, at the end of the day, a notebook is still a notebook, but, you know, high quality is one thing, you know, green materials is another, you know, there's a certain quality that we expect. But after that, it's the stories and the people that I think grab us and make us want that thing because, you know, so much of this is aspirational and it's about joy and enjoyment. And if you can connect with someone personally or, or through one of their products and it makes you happier, then I think it's done its job. You know, you write better, you live better, you record things differently because you're in a better mood because you're using something that you genuinely enjoy using. Absolutely. I, I think that that's completely it. And um, that that's what's nice and that's what's refreshing. Because um, I was, um, I've been struggling for a while trying to, um, I was trying to explain to somebody about the different brands and, and why some work and some don't. I think you and I maybe touched on it before where there are some notebooks um, that I carry in my stock that just don't sell very well. Although by any objective measure, they would be better quality, better value than the ones that do sell very well. Um, and a lot of that is to do with with story, the story behind yep. the brand, which Heritage. ultimately, as you say, uh, comes back to the people behind the brand. Um, and I was listening to um, the the Notes podcast, um, uh, Take Note. Is it Take Note? Is that the right? Yeah. Phrase? Yeah. Um, with... Um, Ted and Adam, um, and they were explaining the the whole field notes phenomenon for them and how um, how they kept coming back to the to the field notes, and part of it is because of that pitch where field notes are made to be used. They're made to be not necessarily the greatest quality. You know, there's a famous video um, where. Um, Aaron Draplin recommends that you get some masking tape to hold them together if necessary. Um, you know, they're supposed to go in your back pocket and get used and abused. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's a video somewhere of the, whatever the, you know, the one they used for building, like the mm -hmm. yellow and black construction one. Pretty yep. sure they dip it in a tin of paint at one stage in that video. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. That's, I mean, that's what Field Notes is about. <laughs> and um, one of the things that that's actually translated to is because uh, Blackwind have, have, whether they've done it on purpose or by accident, I've done the same thing, is uh, it's the speed of turnover. With a field note, you can, you know, plow on through it. And okay, if you're me, you can plow on through it in a week. Um, but yeah. you know, even normal people will burn through a book in, in three or four weeks and move on to the next one. And that's fun. That's exciting. It's a new book. You get that new yeah. book feeling. Um, likewise with the Blackwing, you, you, you work down through it, you get down to the nub, the nub still looks pretty cool. Um, but then you can move on to the next one and it might be a different core, it might be a different edition and sort of the excitement is, is kept alive. When I see those, you know, those big old moleskines, you know, with the 196 pages and the elastic band around them and I wonder how many of those get filled. <laughs> I think that yeah. even though there are notebooks out there that probably are better, well, I know there are better value for money. The European notebook will have more pages than a European uh, than a, a US notebook. Uh, the, the paper quality will, in most cases, be better. 
but you know people don't buy them um i have a certain class of customer that buys certain brands that they're uh, they're happy to and for some people the whole value for money thing is really important but for a lot of people it's that ability to change and to move through and the association the aspiration you know field notes is it's all edc and um you know cool american chic yeah. you're never going to see field notes do a european themed notebook it's not going to happen no probably not it's going to have not about that. espressos and no and it's going to have that clothing. americana feel you know um it's <laughs> uh, and it's brilliant i do it, obviously from my point of view as somebody who sells the stuff it's great because you know people need to keep buying them that, that's kind of part of the joy for them because uh, the new notebook is it's like the it's the crack cocaine of the stationary world <laughs> and once once you've you've got into that oh wow look it's a new notebook it's all full of possibilities and opportunities you want that feeling more and more that's why you go through more that's why you go through your notebooks faster (laughs) (laughs) i'm good for it honestly Stuart, just just send me a couple more and and i'll get you the money at some (laughs) stage don't worry don't worry man yeah you know there's (laughs) there's people now that are setting up uh, just standing orders that just send me cash wow yeah so i think one of the things that i liked we were talking about how much you know, people matter and the, the personal relationships matter within this kind of stationary-esque sphere. And yeah, I think trade shows are one thing and I think I'd enjoy them, but I want to get more into the meetups and the kind of hanging out with people like yourself, like me, who just really, really dig notebooks, really, really dig pens and pencils and paper and and just like the analog writing stuff. Um, and one of the ones that I'd seen recently is Caroline from CW Pencils. Uh, they started uh, a CW Pencils Pencil People Book Club. Uh, so I saw a couple of their photos on Instagram of them kind of hanging out, reading books, drawing, playing with pencils in New York. I mean, that just, what a wonderful way to spend some time with like-minded folk. For sure. There's um, uh, Pelikan, the uh, the German fountain pen people. They they do something very similar. They have Pelican hubs, and you can uh, you can apply to be a, a sort of hub meister, um, and you're very responsible German. just for for setting up a venue for pretty much the same thing, but without the book. Um, you just huh. turn turn up with your with your pelican and and talk with like minded pelicans, which sounds a bit like a sort of ornithology meet, but it's not if you know. What I mean. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I think I think we we need a pencil meetup and a pen meetup, or maybe just like a notebook meetup. That was an kind of analog meetup. Writing implement atheist. We can have uh, everybody over to mine for <laughs> graphite and tea. I say I I know Dave um, Dave Tubman was was doing something. Um, he tried to put something in London. That's in right, London, because uh, he's he's one of your people, I believe, isn't he? He is. Yeah, and we had a beer in uh, in a bar in Belfast and had a very good chat. Um, but yeah, he lives and works in London. Yeah, he does indeed. Okay, alrighty. Well, I, I think we're kind of there, aren't we? Yeah, I think that's expedi- expedition. No, no, that's mm, that's not the word. Powerful stuff, that beer. <laughs> yeah, five percent pilsner. Exhibitionism. That's the Exhibitionism. word I was attempting alrighty. to say. Well, I've been Stuart Lennon, and I, as always have been TJ Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present, in the future. This was 1857.